welcome to another episode of Plugged In, the Con Edison podcast on everything about energy and what we all can do towards a clean energy future. Welcome, everyone. I'm your host, Philip O'Brien. Every day there's some news or discussion or focus on climate change and all the alternatives to relying on fossil fuels. And the range of innovations is broad and growing. Everything from solar and wind to heat pumps, electric cars and trucks, and even electrifying everything from the boiler to the stove. Common to all of them is the very real requirement that somebody's got to do the work. And that means jobs, all kinds of jobs, many of them in brand new fields. One such focus area is energy efficiency, something near and dear to us at Con Edison. So today, we're going to find out about the Wilden Clean Energy Academy, the academy that offers training courses towards careers in the green jobs sector. Joining us are two co-founders of the Clean Energy Academy, Con Edison's Sean Hoyt, who also is a manager for the utilities energy efficiency programs for business customers, and Antoine Cannon, another co-founder who also directs the Academy's efforts at outreach, recruitment, and training. And perhaps the person most of us want to hear from, Natasha Townsend. Natasha is a recent graduate of the Academy. She's now fully employed, working to make apartment buildings use more sustainable energy practices. Welcome to everybody. Natasha, please tell us what some of the, what's your typical day like doing this kind of work? And then Sean and Antoine, you can tell us how Natasha got to that point through the Academy. Well, hi. hi. Thank you for having me. Um, so a typical day for me is working to assist homeowners, building owners and contractors implement energy saving measures. These things can be simple as changing the light bulb, replacing different things that you have in your home, which to be more energy efficient. So you can replace the the lights, you can replace the aerators, the shower heads that you have in your bathroom. You can um, change your refrigerator to more to a more energy star efficient uh, refrigerator. So they're just simple things that you can do. Con Edison also has various programs which we work with. Um, I work specifically on the multifamily energy efficient program. And that is for buildings that have five or more uh, residential units. Um, so we do larger measures. Uh, measures are just things that you can do. Measures are incentivized um, programs. So these things can be things like replacing the boiler. If a building has such a huge boiler that, you know, some multifamily buildings have huge boilers that you can't really replace. So we do things like boiler clean and tune, um, which is also energy saving. So what we do, we look at the kilowatts, which is um, what the electricity is measured by. And we also look at the therm usage, which is what the gas is measured by. And we take those numbers and we look and we see where we can make savings in those in those, um, in those, in those, what do you call them? They, for those utilities. Okay. So we will, um, like for example, you may have a um, radiator system and you want to look and you want to see what can I do to be more energy efficient? So 
something like a um, HVAC uh, air conditioning unit that runs on electricity but doesn't use up so much gas will be one of the things that you can do to save um, to save energy. So we would look at how much um, how much therm usage that radiator takes in and we'll compare it we'll do calculations and we'll compare it to how much savings you can get by replacing it with something more energy efficient and that difference would be yes and that difference would be the incentivized amount that the contractor or building owner would get so that's one example but there's many different things that you can do well you certainly are articulate at this subject (laughs) but i Um, i don't think you were born that way so how does the clean energy academy get you to that point sean yeah um and and thank you for for having us today and and natasha very impressed with your depth of knowledge in the (laughs) subject area these programs that that we manage have been around for some time Uh, they actually started off in our legal department and have transitioned to our our own space within distributed resource integration following um, some legislation in 2009 called the Energy Efficiency Portfolio Standard. Now, when I took over the small to medium business program, I was tasked with diversifying the measure offerings that yielded savings for the program, which at the time was about 95% lighting. Um, This was a tall order, and what we wanted to identify were where were the gaps. So we first initiated some quarterly stakeholder engagement meetings with the market so we could identify where the opportunities were for our customers, which um, transpired to an MWBE, that's Minority and Women-Owned Business Enterprises event, where we really focused on making sure that there were opportunities for all parts of the ecosystem. Underneath these energy efficiency programs, we have what's called participating contractors that specialize in HVAC, in lighting, in refrigeration, gas measure upgrades, and controls. So from the one of the, the last stakeholder meetings, we identified that we needed a workforce like Natasha to fill in those gaps in neighborhoods where customers weren't familiar with the types of technologies we were looking to help them pay for. Um, and also making sure that they look like them, right? There are a lot of doors that remain closed in communities that are skeptical of a utility, offering to pay money to help you save money that you're paying them on a bill. So the requirements for the academy are pretty straightforward. Typically 18 years and older, um, local in the tri-state area, We initiated this program in early 2020, but because of the pandemic, we shifted to remote. So it's a 30-hour course, mostly three-hour courses online. And, you know, one of the biggest factors that our requirement is that you are an avid learner and want to be part of the equitable clean energy transition. What's the tuition? It's absolutely free. Um, we're happy to report that this, this program is underscored by NYSERDA. That's the New York State Energy Research Development Authority, which allows us to fund these programs with addition of in-kind funding from Con Edison and World and our partners. So you mentioned um, a lot of factors that are part of your commitment at the Clean Energy Academy to diversity, equity, and inclusion. And a lot of it is coming from government funding and partnerships with entities like Con Edison. So now, again, what does what does someone like Natasha, 18 and over, devoting 30 hours to some 10 three hour sessions? Is that about right? That's about right. Okay. And what goes on in those? 
So we established a number of different curriculums based off of the trajectory of where our energy efficiency programs are headed. And what we see on the horizon is a lot more complex measure upgrades and offerings. So the initial curriculum that we designed was focused on primary lighting, like energy efficiency, like those core measures that I, I introduced earlier. Um, as of late, though, we've been focusing on clean heat technology, so heat pump technologies, um, building envelopes, some of those harder to implement technologies that we are being asked to do more frequently um, by the Public Service Commission and by, our, by the communities that we serve. So what Natasha would see is you have the general overview of the program, like any other coursework that you'd be taking in school. And then over time, it ramps up. There's testing, there's quizzes, there's competition, right? So there's between all of the cohort members and classmates making sure that they get that top award at the end. Um, and we're happy to have acknowledged Natasha as the 500th graduate and being like that valedictorian um, last November. Well, the accomplishment is shared by both you, Natasha, for being the 500th and for you guys for attaining that, that level. Absolutely. So, Anton, tell us some more about how this all came about. <clears throat> sure. Uh, before I do, maybe just quickly piggyback off of yeah. Sean's comment uh, related to the type of training uh, or what goes on behind the curtains, right? Uh, we went to great lengths to really try to make a training uh, that would be as practical, poignant, and useful as possible, not only for the participants, but frankly also for the market partners, the contractors that work in these Con Edison programs. Fortunately, Wilden, the company that I work for, well, that Natasha and I both work for, uh, we're the program implementers. So we actually manage the program on behalf of Con Edison and we oversee these uh, ecosystems of contractors. And so we very much understood and empathize with their pain points and their challenges and uh, you know, thought to put together a training that not only uh, met our needs, but uh, met the need of, of what we knew uh, was going on in the market. So the training that we've put in place, I think, uh, importantly, is a combination of three types of training, right, which are common trainings out there, but we've tried to weave together. So we cover all of the elements of an academic type of a, a training program, something like the types of topics that you would cover at a, an institution of higher education. We cover the credentialing topics, uh, the topics that you would need to be able to get a certification or a, a credential in that industry. And importantly, we also weave in the on-the-job training topics, the, the software, the specific technologies, the QAQC processes. So, yeah, the, the combination of those three have really made it a powerful training and really allows us to confidently go to the market and to these contractors that we're trying to support and tell them, you know that software that you work with every day that you know you're not a huge fan of, or you know that those calculations that are complicated, or that manual that is hard to read. We just train somebody the same way we would train our own in hire uh, in-house new hires with those skill sets, and we want to present them to you. And the proof of the pudding, so to speak, is that the the students upon graduation are credentialed. They get some sort of, yep. uh, what would you call it? A, well, I don't think it's a license. Well, certificate. A certificate. Correct. Well, and that's, a, that's actually what I was speaking to a second ago. Um, by taking our program, they get a certificate of completion that's endorsed by both Wilden and Con Edison that this training meets the need of our programs. Mm -hmm. But we've also aligned our courses with nationally recognized credentials, certifications, you know, by third party right. associations that you actually have to go out and, and get uh, and test out for. And so graduates of our program, if they pass with a 80% or better, we actually scholarship them 
to get the official certification. So Natasha, I think she has at least two national certifications Yes. on top of having four certificates for the classes she completed with us. Natasha, what drew you to this? Why this and not something else? Okay, so I've I've had a I've been through a spectrum of various um, career changes. So I was an engineer, I was a computer programmer, I worked in banking for several years, and then I had a flooding in my home, and um, I wanted to. I actually managed the whole renovation of it. So after that, I went into construction, and I absolutely loved it. Um, after re renovating my home, people will come to my house and say, wow, your place is beautiful. So we started doing other people's homes and I, you know, I, I just really got into construction and I learned it and I, I loved it. I wanted to take it to the next level because I was around people that were so different from the banking industry. It was just, I was around a whole spectrum of people like working right from the homeowners right down to the laborers. It was just wonderful, the types of people People that I was around it was very different from banking just being around one set so um and I loved HVAC and I loved building envelope I was I was just I've always been interested in architecture so I've always loved building so um when um when I got into the when I, I worked with an amazing uh, contractor as well I worked with a few different ones and I just loved I got fascinated by the way they did the walls and the way they just transformed everything. And I, I got interested in the building envelope and I got interested in HVAC. And when I was doing it, I was just doing some research on where can I go and learn more about HVAC. And I came up with the Clean Energy Academy. And once I got in, oh my gosh, from the very first day when I met Antoine and Dwayne and other, they explained the program and I was like, wow, this sounds so amazing. And I remember I was on holiday at the time when we had the very first meeting, I was in Barbados. And I just remember um, like, you know, I just had to pull myself away from the beach yeah. just to listen because it was absolutely awesome. And I'm like, I got so excited about it. I couldn't wait to start the program. And as we did, I would, you know, because I was quite busy as well. I had a lot going on, but I would look forward to every evening just during the courses because it just blew my mind. And it was the the level of things that we learned. I felt like I learned everything of the industry. And because I knew tiny little bits of it, it made it that much more exciting to me. So when we did building envelope and um, I learned about the different wall systems and the air movement and how everything worked, I went beyond that and um, did my own research. So I learned about the different I, I even tried to implement it in one of the projects that we were working on. Because I remember when I started the academy, we were working on a project where we were um, converting a garage into an office. So that involved a lot of building envelope work. So we did a lot of insulation to make sure the walls were really, really tight. Um, we learned a little bit about solar panels. So we didn't put solar panels in, but it made me go into research. And eventually when I built my own gazebo in my backyard, I started with um, a little solar panel that I bought in Harbour Freight. I haven't <laughs> finished it yet, <laughs> but it's, it's just like everything that I learned in the academy, I want to implement and it just really just well your, your enthusiasm might yeah. make this question moot <laughs> but did you have a, 
a favorite class? The building envelope. <laughs> the building envelope. Because I, I think that I'm also interested in sustainability. And I think with the building envelope is one of the ways that you can really reduce your energy consumption. And which is what I'm working in right now with the Con Edison programs. So yeah, building envelope, because if you have very good insulation of your walls and your floors, you can reduce your energy consumption so much. Mm. And there's even places where they, I mean, it's very expensive to do, but there are some materials that you can use and you can get to a point where you have no electric bills. And then Con Edison may not like that. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to Plugged In, Con Edison's podcast about energy and what we all can do towards a clean energy future. Please follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn. Our handle is at Con Edison. Now let's get back to today's episode. We're talking to the founders of the Clean Energy Academy, a training and placement school for people looking for green collar jobs in energy efficiency. Another daring question. Is she typical? She's phenomenal. Um, <laughs> I'm ready to hire her to work on my, my apartment stuff. But no, um, listen, that, that, this is why we, we designed the program, right? Exactly. And, and Natasha is just a perfect example of the now over 500 graduates of the program. Um, in fact, we graduated about 526. And um, of those 526 graduates, about 200 were placed with jobs, right? 200 of them that were looking for jobs have been placed. Um, and, and this is the most important part. It's like, it's okay to do something that, that sounds good on paper, right? But this is translating into real career, life-changing moments. Um, 70% of the placements have been within the kind of ecosystem. That means either working directly as a full-time employee for Con Edison, working for one of our implementation contractors like Will Dan, or working within our participating contractor network. So a lot of this is almost like if, if you're familiar with the Major League Baseball Farm Program, <laughs> so like we're training them, but That's we're right. also putting them back into our program so they're having an immediate impact in the work that we're trying to accomplish. And to top it off, if that wasn't encouraging enough, 70% of the participants come from what we call priority populations or disadvantaged communities. I want to get more into that, but, but um, tell us more about the demand for this type of profession or these types of specialists? Sure, sure, sure. I'll tackle the demand question and also uh, circle back to a comment you uh, brought up earlier about uh, where this academy came from, right, and and what we're trying to do. Um, Sean indicated that around 2019, uh, Con Ed uh, energy efficiency programs and and the implementation contractors like Wildan were tasked with bringing in new technologies to diversify beyond lighting, right? Lighting, most people have already, many have already upgraded to LEDs, building code is starting to require it. So we needed to find that, that those next new technologies. Uh, those new technologies ended up being a lot more challenging, more engineering work that needed to be done, more involved inspections, uh, new types of contractors, a whole new layer of considerations related to building codes. So. I say lighting is like checkers and non-lighting, HVAC, these other things are like chess. The board looks similar, but the other game is much more complicated. So when we were asked to start really driving the program in that direction, 
Will Dan, you know, we we have a pretty decent staff. We knew we were going to have to retool our staff, but our ecosystem is a couple hundred contractors. So we knew that all of them were going to have to retool themselves. We're going to have to hire new, you know, new workers, and we were going to have to bring in a new breed of contractors as well. So all of those things, you know, kind of coalesced around, let's find an innovative way to try to address many of these challenges. And Sean and I and a, and a group of folks conceived of the idea of, developing a training program that we would institutionalize, formalize, right, and make available not only to the partners and the uh, participants that are already in our programs, but also to individuals like Natasha, unemployed, underemployed, or just individuals looking to get into the clean energy industry. So, um, you know, while the need did come from a market demand, right, from a necessity, you know, related to what we're trying to do here with with energy efficiency work, I, I just want to emphasize that a secondary impetus, motivation, uh, benefit of this is, is what we're seeing here with Natasha, is that there are just so many people out there that are really passionate about sustainability, about clean energy, uh, environmental topics in general, and they're just really eager to find a way to transition those or translate that passion into a career. Mm-hmm. Right. So we are just delighted to be able to be that bridge or that on ramp for for individuals and to harness and start bringing in some of the top talent because we need all those bright minds in you know tackling these challenges. Well, I also wanted to ask you, how do you make sure a contractor, a company oh, yep. is viable, that they they're sure. true to what they say, they'll be able to pay the person uh, benefits, everything involved in being an employer. Absolutely, because the vetting goes both ways, right? Yeah. We're out here vetting the students, making sure they're shovel ready to be productive workers, and we're also vetting the opportunities in the employers on the other side. Uh, fortunately, the way that we are sort of structured, there's a natural vetting that already happens, right? So we've been talking about these Con Edison energy efficiency programs. Uh, Natasha worked with the multifamily program. Sean and I worked with the small and medium business program. These programs uh, have hundreds of contractors and market partners and consultants and stakeholders are already working these programs that are already vetted as part of their onboarding process, Mm -hmm. right? There's insurance requirements, there's experience requirements that uh, that are all reviewed as part of their registration. And um, the majority of our placements, uh, around 75% of the placements have been into uh, this ecosystem. So there's that sort of built in. And we also work with other similar programs. NYSERDA, the New York State Energy Research and Development Authority, also has list of approved contractors that do solar or list of approved contractors that do heat pumps. And so we tend to leverage those mechanisms. Okay, so Sean, what's the impact been of the Academy on the clean energy fields? Well, it's been, um, again, we have over 200 jobs placed and a number of them with our participating contractor network. So what we're seeing now is jobs that maybe would not have been completed being completed faster and more efficiently and effectively. We're able to penetrate a market that before or prior, we probably would not have been able to scratch the surface on. And really just having, you know, just these engaged young leaders or, or career transitioners, right? Because all of them don't necessarily need jobs, but maybe they'll look into transition into the clean energy space or get a promotion at their current employer. Um, The impact's been remarkable. Um, Even just having one-on-one meetings with them to see how they're doing, it just encourages and drives me every day to continue down this path. And um, for our program specifically, especially the clean heat program, 
you know, we're getting more better quality work, right? I think that that has been a huge disconnect in the past um, with having a regular contractor work under a utility program structure. Um, oftentimes, it's been off-putting to them. There's been maybe delays in paperwork or the savings calculations and methodologies. But now that we're actually training individuals to be onboarded by these same companies that have this knowledge, it's been a seamless experience and it's been effective for all parties involved. Okay, I'd like to learn more about students. And I know you have a commitment to diversity mm-hmm. and such, mm-hmm. but also uh, the students, um, you're not looking for engineers necessarily. Do you, can, can someone be, can yeah. someone, pardon the pun, can someone be as green at this as the <laughs> green job sector? Sure, sure. Um, um, Happy to speak to that. I uh, can approach this from a couple of different perspectives. Uh, we'll talk about the types of participants in terms of background and, and then give you a sense of their educational background as well, right? So uh, interestingly, we have a pretty even split of participants that are either at a high school level, um, on a two-year degree, four-year degree, or even master's level. So about 20, 25% in each of those buckets. And that's a question that we often get is, you know, how do you keep it uh, engaging for the folks who are maybe further along in their education without right. losing folks that are uh, that are newer, you know, or maybe just, le- you know, pursued academic education to a lesser extent. And th- that's a big part of our design. Mm-hmm. We cover topics that we know engineers, engineers maybe learned a lot about, the, um, you know, the science principles behind these things, but maybe don't always learn about the application. Right. So we give the folks that maybe have certain backgrounds, you know, area information that fills gaps in their knowledge. And then individuals from other backgrounds maybe have other experiences that we're able to build on, uh, you know, they were able to kind of parallel to. So the curriculum has been designed to provide an introduction, a foundation for individuals coming into all sorts of different types of roles and, and with types of backgrounds. In terms of the individuals themselves, we end up getting um, about a quarter of our participants are recent graduates from you know high school, undergrad, or, or graduate programs. Um, if they're from high school, they tend to be from like a vocational school, like a CTE, Career and Technical Education School. Uh, we get a fair amount of mid-career transitioning professionals, individuals maybe 5, 10, 15 years in their career. Could be something complementary, like construction and IT, right? Could be something completely not related, retail, uh, finance, and so forth, right? So I uh, get a lot of folks looking to get into this industry, bring bring their talents to, <laughs> to EE. Uh, we have uh, a fair amount of individuals who come from workforce programs. We have a lot of great partnerships with many of the, the prominent agencies that provide vocational training, career services support for at-risk youth, for um, veterans, for substance abuse recoveries, uh, all sorts of different priority populations. And so a fair, about a quarter of our participants are referrals through through agencies that we work with. Um, and then the last group are individuals that are just looking to upskill themselves. Uh, individuals that are already in the industry, but just looking to get some additional education. Is, is there a hands-on aspect to this, like, like shop? Where you're actually touching and moving stuff, mechanics, et cetera? Yeah, yeah I, let me uh, speak to that if I, if I can. Um, so prior to COVID, it was very hands-on. In fact, the whole training was at our warehouse, uh, the Wilden Warehouse, where we have all of our equipment, tools, trucks. Um, and in fact, the training almost either every day or every other day, there'd be some sort of tour where we you know we look at what they were just learning. So we absolutely designed it that way. 
COVID obviously threw a, threw a wrench in it. Um, and we're just now kind of on the other side to where we're starting to think about maybe not a full um, in-person, but looking at maybe hybrid models. Um, so, so yes, it's part of the design and it's going to be coming back. And, um, and then we do have a concept called capstone projects. Capstone projects, not unlike you hear about them from academic programs, are basically volunteer service learning projects that we assign the students to. Uh, they tend to be real world projects with a real company, right? But uh, but it's always important that it just be, you know, a sort of a bite-sized project that you try to make it 20, 40 hours, but something that lets the individual kind of try before they buy. We get a lot of individuals that are new to the space. They maybe want to do energy audits, but have never been on an energy audit. So let's have them go and do an energy audit or they want to do benchmarking, but they've never played around with the software. Let's have them try it out to make sure that it works. Yeah. Just mm -hmm. to add a little to your question about how to make it relatable to everyone. One of the classes that I did, it had construction manager, it had new people and because it's quite interactive the class we all got to speak to each other and we all got to learn so much because um you know i remember talking to the construction manager and he was thinking oh you know this building science part of the course was so different to what he does every day and then uh one of the new people was actually recently hired in our group as a um yeah he was yeah. and he had like no experience at all so we all even though we all came in at different levels we all took something back no matter where you were because what they teach you is an industry it's not it's not a job they teach you the entire industry so you get in any industry you can go in at any level so and that's exactly what the academy did it taught us everything so we are actually skilled in everything in <laughs> we are because we could have taken any little piece of it and made a career out of it you guys do so much you can't do it all alone no no of course not uh fortunately we have an elite team of uh of companies that we pulled together uh to do this great work um so uh, we actually have a group of five companies besides will dan and con edison that actually do a lot of the heavy lifting uh, most of which are either minority-owned businesses or academic institutions. We have uh, Green Tech Leaders that does our training. We have Energy Economic Development Corporation that does our career services and staffing. We have Soulful Synergy that does our outreach and recruitment. Uh, we have Life3 that does um, our technology and learning management system. And we have Cowie Group that does our experiential learning projects. Another important element here is it is... Free. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Sean, you wanted to say something. Say something. Yeah, um, in addition, some of our other partners, Green City Force, Non-Traditional Employment for Women, NYIT, just a number of great partners that have really come together to create what we call a village. Um, and you can find more information at cleanenergyacademy.org. Um, we have upcoming courseworks and we are continuously refining the curriculum as the industry evolves. Okay, great. I want to thank you all for being here. And I want to say again, it's free. Check it out. Mm -hmm. um, what's going on most recently? You have courses? Yeah, no. We, so we have a number of classes, uh, actually a few starting here in February, a number starting in March and April. 
Uh, we have our building envelope class, <clears throat> which as you've heard is excellent. <laughs> we have an HVAC, heating, ventilation, and air conditioning, uh, and we have an electrical systems, a lighting systems class coming okay. up. So plenty going on in regular Abs- state. Absolutely. Yeah. Usually about one or two classes uh, starting per month. Great. Great. And clean so, heat as well. Absolutely. Clean yeah. heat, is, which is where the industry's going on too. Okay. Thank you all so much for being here. Con Edison's Sean Hoyt and Antoine Cannon, all from the Clean Energy Academy. And Natasha, thank you for being here. You soon will be replacing Elon Musk (laughs) as the energy leader of the nation. So, yes, I'm sure you will. And to our listeners, thank you as always. And join us next time on Plugged In. And that's our show. If you have any comments or questions, please email us at podcast at coned.com. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at C-O-N-E-D dot com. We'd love to hear from you. Let's be engaged. Let's learn more. And most of all, let's stay plugged in. Mm-hmm.